Hello everybody, this is uh, Joe Isaac back again for uh, week 11 journal. And uh, so this one is, is particularly interesting because entering this, you know, obviously what I start off with is uh, what I knew about language contact, pidges and greels. And uh, for one of the first times in the semester, I actually knew nothing about this. Uh, you know, as far as language, the concept of language contact goes, it was something that I could have made inferences about. Somebody brought up to me that, yes, uh, you know, other countries and, and regions while occupying different areas of the world, uh, you know, made contact with people that didn't, that didn't speak the same language and changes occurred. Uh, I would have been able to say, yeah, you know, that, that makes sense. But other than that, I knew nothing about the, the word pigeons or, or creels. And I'd heard the word creel. I cannot, for the life of me, remember where and in what context I heard the word creel. But uh, I know for sure that it, I was, you know, it was at least uh, new to me learning that the definition of creel and pigeon in this chapter. But so, yeah, uh, so I guess before I uh, was nothing about it, and now my understanding of it is, you know, very much it is, uh, it can become a little bit complex, you know, in in the explanations, but it, it is very straightforward, uh, getting to the meat and potatoes of it. It's, and unsurprisingly, a lot of times when language contact was made, especially amongst, uh, you know, cultures and that held power over new communities obviously with all the, um, power imbalances again it's an ever occurring theme but people groups of people that meet with new groups of people that do not speak the same languages and have a need to communicate and that's something that was brought up in in uh, one of the videos uh you know very clearly you know laid it all out to bear and so that we could easily digest it. But pigeons are the result of that need to communicate. And so, uh, you know, to, usually the, the less powerful of the two groups end up having to adopt or try to learn some of the language from the, from the dominant group. And what happens is they end up picking, you know, picking at the dominant language and the pigeon is formed. It's formed of the the very basic uh, vocabulary that they can grab from the uh, you know dominant language along with the very basic grammar concepts and, and you know helped along by their very basic grammar concepts of the language that they already speak in order to create something that is used uh, minimally for the most part uh, to communicate you know amongst usually amongst traders that having a lot with slavery uh, and stuff like that. But then over time, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that it may start to be used for more than just, you know, on the job. And uh, generations of people that start to use the pigeon, uh, you know, for other activities in their everyday lives, uh, children are born acquiring the pigeon as their first language. And so then what happens is, obviously, as they acquire the language... Uh, there are obviously needs that come about, uh, you know, in order to fulfill the needs that they need to interact with the world. So as pidgin is a very limited and basic uh, form of a language, there will obviously be 
vocabulary missing for things and concepts that they, you know, have don't have words for or concepts they don't have words for, and so they begin adding to it, and over time uh, enough is added that it becomes the pidgin becomes a creole, which is a full uh, full fledged language. Still may not be as uh, as advanced and complete as as you know established languages, but it becomes a language in its own right. And then it just grows from there. And, uh, you know, I thought I wanted to make connections to Spanglish, seeing as how it can definitely be used, uh, you know, as a medium for people that speak uh, like a monolingual English speaker that speaks very little Spanish and a monolingual Spanish speaker that speaks very little English to to mix and match a whole lot of the words to try to get the, the, the message across to them. But, uh, you know, I, along with uh, some of the videos presented that code switching and lexical borrowing are, are not entirely the same. The concepts are very similar. Uh, you know, they may use uh, a word from a different language that they need in order to get, a com uh, you know, some message across. But Spanglish in particular, I feel that it is not... It doesn't meet the definition for a pigeon because it's not a simple language. In fact, it's it's very complex as it involves, uh, you know, both language and, and, you know, the grammatical senses of both. It's very, uh, you know, full-fledged in, in the sense that it has its own rules and its own, you know, patterns and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, all of this definitely keeps on tying in more and more to previous chapters that we are... Uh, reading and learning about in the semester and uh, overall I mean uh, this was a really great this is a really interesting week sorry for the extra long uh, journal this week it was just uh, it was a lot so thank you